Stay awake. Stay awake. We hear that call in our second reading. We hear that call from our Lord in the gospel. Stay awake. There's something about this Advent season that brings to mind this concept of waiting. But that this waiting will not be easy. And it's not passive. It's meant to be active. And it's going to be a challenge to stay awake. Especially when we realize who we're waiting for. Jesus Christ. In seminary, I was the one before morning prayer, early in the morning, I'd get to the chapel and my head would start bobbing. And the head bob made my eyes open up and the guys around me would laugh because I, I had trouble staying awake. And it's one thing when staying awake only impacts you. It's another when it impacts someone else. For our police officers, our firefighters, our emergency responders, for our military, if they don't stay awake, we understand that it doesn't just affect them. But the same is true for the whole church. When it comes to this Advent season, it should feel different. We get to be more intentional. Things have changed. We're in a new liturgical year. We're in this new season of staying awake. But here's the challenge. It's not easy. And sometimes we think it's just like passing the time by, just marking off the days until we get to Christmas. And we forget that the waiting that we're supposed to do is supposed to say, take a certain tone. And our Lord tells us the tone that it should take in our gospel today using a very familiar reference that's terrifying. Now, we try to make the story of Noah not terrifying, right? I remember I had wallpaper in my room as a little kid, little guy, before I had to share it with my brother, which is a whole different traumatic story. But before he even came into the world, I had wallpaper on my wall with Noah and the ark. And it's one of those stories, of course, we tell our children because it's powerful and the animals come on by twosies, twosies, and it's beautiful. But just go to Noah as he has this responsibility before the rains for his family. Being told to have this mission to build the ark and to prepare well. What type of waiting would that have been? If he had dropped his responsibilities, if he had not prepared well, his family would have been washed away. Not just himself, all those that he loved. That's the image that our Lord calls to mind in the gospel on this first Sunday of Advent. The church presents to us this passage from the gospel of Matthew. Because our waiting is not passive. It's not just ticking off the days. It's this active waiting of putting our hearts in the right position so that like Noah and his family, we can be prepared for whatever comes. And then our Lord uses this other image. This image of the thief in the night, of being broken into, that if you knew when the thief would come, you'd be prepared. And that's the type of waiting we're supposed to have, this vigilance, this vigilance. Well, that's what I'm hoping some of the rearrangement here, even in our space, is going to help us do. This has been a long time coming, preparing to have a tabernacle here in our space on the weekends. I'm so excited. Like, I'm so excited. I don't know how to convey to you the love of God well enough. I don't know how to convey to you the fire of his passionate love. 
So instead of just telling you more about Jesus Christ, I'm just so glad that we have the opportunity when we come into this space now to just be with him. And a tabernacle is a furnace. It's a furnace of divine mercy, of divine love. And like a furnace, you get close enough, either it's going to set you on fire too, or it's going to have to melt away anything that is not of God. And that comes across very clearly in the readings this weekend for our first Sunday of Advent. To put away the deeds of darkness and come into the light of Christ. That's also part of our active waiting, is repenting of anything that is not of God. And I want even our space to orient our hearts back to Jesus Christ because it's so easy to get lost. It's so easy to grow cold. It's so easy to get wrapped up into the sins that this world presents to us, but instead we were made for God, by God. And this season of Advent allows our hearts to conform back to Jesus Christ. And if you ever need to have like a heart check spiritually, just know that in this season of Advent, we're, of course, preparing for Christmas, the celebration of how our Lord came in history. But we're also just as really preparing for the second coming, when our Lord is going to come in glory on the clouds. And you might wonder, well, what will it be like when Jesus comes in glory? Well, Scripture describes it a little bit, but I think an important question is, what will you be like? Where will your heart be? And I can tell right now where my heart's going to be when Jesus comes in glory based on how I encounter Jesus Christ in mystery. Remember, Jesus said that he would remain with us always, and he has in the Eucharist. And how you approach Jesus Christ in the Eucharist is how you'll approach him when he comes in glory, is how you'll receive him at Christmas, is how you'll encounter him in your neighbor. One of the reasons I'm so excited to have a tabernacle now in this space it's because this truly is Jesus Christ, body, blood, soul, and divinity with us. And he is on fire with love for you. And every time you come before him, it is a heart check. Where are you? Where are you? Are you awake? Do you long for him as he longs for you? Where are you? Our preparation is uncovered by the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ. And if you want to know what it looks like to be totally prepared, to have your heart on fire, look to our Blessed Mother Mary. Now, I had to touch up her immaculate heart. I repainted it. It was gold, it was a little sloppy, and I'm like, that didn't look like her immaculate heart. So I painted it red, I put the pink roses on there, um, and it was weird painting a statue like that. But it wasn't so weird when I considered whose heart I was painting because she's already grabbed my heart. And as a parish, I want her to have each one of our hearts because she'll only help you come to Jesus Christ. And if this whole season of Advent feels a little forced because it's hard to wait, it's hard to be actively waiting, it's hard to repent, all of this, just go to her. Because one of the most beautiful images for Advent that I can think of is an expectant mother. Jesus Christ is already with us, and yet we're waiting for him to come in glory. We're waiting for that face to be revealed to each and every one of us of our, our King, our Lord, our Savior, our merciful God. Mary already experienced that time. 
And as an expectant mother, there's so much to do in the home to get ready for your child that's coming. But there's more to do on the inside, in your heart, to see your capacity for being poured out, for having your heart be refined by love, that your life will never be the same, and your life is not your own. And thanks be to God, you don't have to do it on your own. And that's what our Blessed Mother shows us. But I think if we're intentional as she was and is before Jesus Christ, it's going to feel a little different. And that's why not only is our space a little different, I want to take advantage of this Advent season for our bodies to affect our insides, our hearts. And that's why at Mass, I really encourage you, take a little time before and after Mass, be with Jesus in the Eucharist. Allow that furnace of divine love to crack whatever is hardened in your heart, whatever is grown cold. And trust that he has so many graces for you and your family and all that you love. I also really want to encourage you, we've moved the chairs apart more. We actually got a little PVC pipe together that was measured based on someone who was really tall, kneeling down. <laughs> so we could space the rows. And I kneel on this floor. I know it's not easy. I know it's not comfortable. If you're able to kneel, though, I really encourage you to do that during the Eucharistic prayer. There is something about kneeling in anticipation of Jesus Christ before him that you don't do before anybody else. And that outward gesture does affect our hearts. And even if you're standing during the Eucharistic prayer, I encourage you to do what the instruction says that I haven't taught us, right? I haven't, I haven't talked about this. That after each consecration, when the priest genuflects, we're instructed to do, if we're standing up, a profound bow. A bow from the waist. So whether you're genuine or whether you're kneeling or whether you're standing, there should be this outward motion. There should be our bodies forming our hearts. And I'm so excited about that. But I'm also excited a little bit, of, just a little bit, about a little silence. The liturgy is so profound. What we're doing here gathered together, you can't do by yourself. We come together. And we need to be in awe of what our Lord is doing. And just like a mother expecting a child who is in awe, being able to feel all the little movements of that child, we too need to go into the silence of our hearts and experience, even gathered together at Mass, what it's like to be silent, expecting Jesus Christ. And so if that silence is a little awkward, I'm sorry. That probably means you need it more because <laughs> I need it more. And it's going to be so beautiful. But I just want to leave you with this. You're going to be tempted to allow this Advent just to feel like any other. I'm already tempted. I'm already tempted to jump ahead. I'm already tempted just to waste each day. But our Lord is so good. And he is on fire with love for us. But we have to keep choosing him. So this Advent, allow your heart to be opened up to every grace our Lord wants to provide. And during Mass especially, just keep acknowledging him. Keep going back to him. And let us beg the Holy Spirit to come upon each and every one of us so that we may have hearts just like the Immaculate Heart of our Blessed Mother Mary, on fire for her Son.